Good evening, everybody. We are kicking with the crew. Uh, thanks for being with us tonight. I'm going to start sharing this around a little bit here, um, but we can definitely keep up the conversation that we did have uh, for the time being. Um, but yeah, we were just having some discussions uh, that I have had today as well uh, as, uh, um, as we were just having. But some of us have more concerns about this roster than others. Some may not think it's that big of a flaw. Some people may think Chris Ballard is doing okay. Some may be on, on the other end of maybe we need to address some of these things and do it quickly. And some may think this roster is absolutely garbage. Um, so uh, we were just discussing that. Uh, uh, Zach had some questions. Uh, Damon thinks that we need to face the harsh reality that we need to, to pick up some things. So we could just go back to that if you want to just uh, go where you were heading with that, Damon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I kind of said what I wanted to say. Zach, I know you're kind of quiet, but I guess from what I was trying to explain, what are your thoughts on that? You know what I mean? And just so the, I, just so the fans know, too, what we're talking about, if we're looking at a roster standpoint, guys, our, our roster from A to B, how how can have the Colts have had the most money in cap over the last five years? And this is what our roster looks like. Real that quick, Zach, before you answer that real quick, I'm going to just say the reason that we have is because back in 2017, this roster was so garbage, nobody was worth paying. Mm, um, right. but go ahead, Zach. True. <laughs> um, I look at it like in two areas. I break this roster down in two, two pieces. Uh, the first being is the pieces we do have, we're a very defensive heavy roster. So like a lot of our studs are on the defensive side of the ball. You put that defense with a veteran quarterback and a capable veteran quarterback, and you have to look at it like Ballard was essentially rebuilding from luck. So it was a transition, and now we are in a part where it's a total teardown. And I don't mean like rebuild. I mean, offensively, it's a total teardown. New coach, new scheme. So there's going to, there's going to be, because of that, some holes that are open. You know that he's created, like uh, AR, or like the running back situation. He who shall not be named, and you know what he wants to be done with. Um. So the Colts roster right now, in my opinion, is in flux. But I also keep a mindset of former offensive lineman. You have a new franchise quarterback. You have a new dime piece. So you want to do what you can to do your best to keep that piece upright and give protection. And to me, it's concerning because, you know, I think right guard is a huge hole in this roster. The Colts have done enough everywhere else so far to allow Richardson to grow and take, take those steps needed. This roster isn't, we're not competing. We know this. If you're a real fan Someone who who is up to date and deep in it, they know this. This roster isn't a competing roster. It's a roster in flux. You know, Balor said in his press conference this week that I got a lot of guys on essentially the last in, the last year of their deals. We're gonna have tons of money come this next offseason. You know, that's when teams like Philadelphia, that's when those other teams you know, like San Francisco, who keep a cheap quarterback, they go out and they, they get aggressive and they sign guys to fit. to fit. And I feel like part of the issue you're having, with, you're having, Damon, is it's a roster in flux. 
So we, we're seeing essentially a total retool rebuild on the offense and a defense that is year two in a system, you know, I think but, nine starters are returning. Right, right. So it's kind of like, you know, one side of this roster is, is really solid and the other side is a total mess. And you just kind of have to deal with it and essentially offensively, you have to make, I mean, you have to make a cake with what you've been given. And it might not be yep. a good cake, but you just got to make it and say, hey, I can give you 17 points defense. If we win games, it's going to be because of that. you. Right, obviously. <laughs> obviously, but that's just what I'm going with. Like Last year's average. <laughs> right. If Indianapolis, right. <laughs> I feel like if Indianapolis can get 24 points a game, they'll win a lot of games this year. Or they'll be close in a lot of games. I'm going to win. Hell no. We'll be close in a lot of games this year just because our defense is good enough. It's changed a hell of a play caller. But yeah. when I look at it, yeah, this roster is we're rebuilding offensively and defensively. We're just trying to maintain until the offense is that level that we need to. Do you think that? The whole what what if I, I think this year right first year with new QB new coach I feel like there's going to be different holes than we expect at the end of the season I feel like this is the year to evaluate if anything you know what I mean uh, right guard might not be a hole man it might not be it, it might not but, be a hole that's what I'm trying to you know right maybe it might be receivers the worst hole we have it might be running backs the worst hole I I feel like there I feel like maybe I'm not trying to retract my statements from earlier but I do feel like this year is going to be more of the evaluation year moving forward you know what i mean and then i feel like that's when we as fans can start to be a little bit more critical but my issues with the free agency and cap i i still i'm still gonna have those man i mean ballard ballard said it best the reason why i didn't pay jt is they won four games so i love I kind that. of i kind of feel like ursay told him stop spending my money if you're not going to win me championships but like, a situation from the top, like this from year. The top down let me so let me, i think so Go ahead, so Marco. I, I think that just goes back to to where we are. Like, so if you think about of like a lot of what this team has gone through already, we've paid Shaq, who was partially injured and then came back from an injury. Paid Big Q, partially injured and came back off of an injury. Braden Smith paid him, got hurt. Ryan Kelly got paid, was hurt. I mean, so it's kind of just like been one of those running things. And and I've been one of the last ones to really admit it. But I'd like to say that this is a rebuild. Um, This is a rebuild and slash a developmental year to see what we're going to do. Um, Just like we've said here. So, like, I honestly, I don't think that um, right guard is a major hole. Because I just don't think that the fact when you have a mobile quarterback that that's not necessarily something your your worry is. That's more of a pocket pastor. Edges is something that you want to be solid at, and I think it, with Braden Smith and Bernard Ryman, who looks to be looks like he's going to be a guy serviceable. Those are yes. those those are the spots that yeah. I think that that what we need to be prepared to be fixed for. Now, where we get to this this talent concern. Like, I understand Damon's thought process because of the conversations that we've had over the past, you know, year and a half or so now, <clears throat> as far as like positions that we get weaker at, it's like where you want to see us excel at receiver. This is a passing league. A lot of us want to see some legit guys there at receiver. 
And all we got is a bunch of question marks because we haven't had a quarterback because that's been a question mark. Then you look over at our defensive backside. There you again, go. There one again, go. That's where I was going a next. Pa- a, pa- a passing league. We trade away Gilly. We obviously lose Isaiah Rogers to uh, the gambling issue. Um, and now we're pretty much just young. And so I get where the concerns come from, but I'm honestly not concerned at safety as much as other people may be or no. what the national media makes no. out to be. No. But when we get to the point where corner is the thing that you're iffy at, that's where it's tough. That's Because me. just right. like Zach said, like, you know, 17 to 24 points, that may have been enough like five, six years ago. That may be right on the cusp of still winning four games. And so um, it's just uh, I think a lot of this year will come down to what our offense will look like. Does it look like we've developed past what we were last year? And does it look like Steichen is going to be the coach and is AR going to be a guy? I think that's what this year all really comes down to. And obviously, I, I think our defense will still be solid, me personally. I think we're on the same page here. Honestly, I do. Yeah. I do. I, I think we are. But corners, yeah. corners, a corners that question mark for me when it comes. Like I wasn't even going to go receiver with like my words. It, it's it's corner. I mean, I think both. I think everybody here will be lying if we said that we felt confident in Dallas Flowers and Daryl Baker line up against Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison tomorrow. Absolutely, we don't play them. Luckily get toasted. I mean, week one's gonna be a route. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we don't play them. Did y'all hear what Ken Sterling said? No, the Jacksonville game. If we win, if we lose, he's betting. He's he's giving away jerseys if we win, and if we lose, he's he's shaving his head bald. He's been saying this all summer. He best be giving shaving his head bald. <laughs> Jacksonville's beating the hell out of Andy. <laughs> oh, this is actually that was actually what I was gonna do. Is uh, I was gonna ask you guys and Matt, but Matt's not on tonight. But I was gonna think about trying to get somebody from a uh, either like their team collective, who we play each week, to try and see if they can come on and be a guest for that game week. Maybe I don't know if it'll be like maybe just like a partial part of the show or whatever, depending on their time or whatever. But I think that'd be pretty cool if we can get somebody on to give a different perspective for what's going to happen that game week. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as for that, um, like Damon said, I, I, I'm usually pretty optimistic when it comes to guys and, and, and playing certain positions and thinking they can have some upside. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I don't see it here in this cornerback room. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously we like we like Ballard to jump on issues fairly quickly. And I do appreciate the fact that he went out and drafted uh, three cornerbacks, one who obviously already got cut. Um, he cut but, the uh, <laughs> well, as far as what everybody's been talking about, he wasn't. And so, I mean, it's like Juju hasn't really practiced, but can you cut a second right. round pick without him having issues? Hell no. You know, like, you so it's like he, you can't do that. Um, and then everybody has been hyped on Jalen Jones. So, um, I mean, he's, I don't good. know if he, I don't know if he was the best. And then, uh, Rush also had a hip injury. So, uh, that also went into it. Um, but I can just tell you now, like from what I heard, the reports were in the Eagles practice, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown were absolutely shredding us. Shredding yeah, I, us. And I'm I, not, I, and I'm not I, just I, talking I, about, and I'm just, I'm not just talking about one-on-ones either. Like so, um, so that's a that's a questionable room. Um, we've expanded on that a little bit. Uh, I want to say my other question mark about this 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 roster is our pass rush. So I have a lot of confidence in this defensive line room. 
honestly. I do. Me too. But, but having confidence in their ability and then them going out on the field and doing it are two totally different things, in my opinion. It's just like when we had the conversation where Damon was like, Quiddy doesn't get the sacks, but we were talking about pressure rates and stuff. There's a certain point where we're going to need those sack numbers. I'm just kind of worried, will we get the production out of this defensive line? Because if it's only pressures or if it's only just, you know, just consistent rush a little bit here and there, I don't know if our DBs can hold up for 17 games. That's just not – I just don't know if that's something that's going to be real. So that's my other question is, will we get the production out of this defensive line group, even though I'm very confident in the people that we have? I think you lean into that really well, and I'll let Zach go really (laughs) quick after me, but – and we saw that a lot last season too. Like it looked like our rushes were getting home, but then we're getting quarterbacks out of the pocket. And that's just, dude, these quarterbacks are not like they were 10 years ago, where if you get a quarterback out of the pocket, they don't know what they're doing. They're flustered. They're rushed. They're, they're looking for their first route. No, man, these, these quarterbacks these days can literally live out of the pocket, man. So I don't, I don't like that for our cornerback room. And the head scratching thing for me, if we're looking at a microscope over the last four seasons for Indy, so much investing draft draft has gone into edge that I don't know how we got to this point. Flat out, bro. Um, I'm actually not super like di- hating on the edge. Like as much as I was disappointed. No, no, in, in, entire D line group. Entire D. Oh, I feel very. I mean, if confident. you're talking about the edge specifically, but I'm just saying right. I'm more edge. I, I, mean, I don't think Grover. And- Buckner, I don't think we can replace those for any two other guys in the league. See, that's almost like that's almost like our DBs, our safeties. We think are solid. I feel really confident about the the entire group. Period. Because, like, I know we're talking about schemes Mm -hmm. and what how how scheming works, and it's about you know creating pressure rather than sacks. But I think Deo has the ability to truly pop off. This is Quiddy's big prove it year, in my opinion. Either he gets, you know, either he gets 10 sacks this year, or you either trade him for a draft pick and Mm-mm. you spend you spend Mm-mm. more money elsewhere, or you let him play out his contract and he's just a rotational piece. This is year three. I know, but it's his big prove it year. If he doesn't get 10 sacks this year, he's a rotational piece. And or you trade him to a team where who's interested. And you get draft compensation, and you get more swings at it. That's where I'm coming from. But overall, I have high hopes just because this is the first year, in my opinion, I can name more than four guys on that defensive line and be like, man, we got like six, eight guys who can truly make an impact. And one of those eight guys not named our starters could definitely be, you know, that that spark plug in the engine that finally sets up, you know, what's supposed to happen. So I'm more confident of our front seven. I feel like is very competitive in the league. We have a, in my opinion, we have a top 10 front seven and our safeties they are young, but they're top 15. They're a top 15 set of safeties in my opinion, like in the league, they're that good with potential. And then yeah, <clears throat> my only concern on defense is corner, but that's to be expected when you're going super young as the Colts are. So I fully expect it to be rough. But defensive line wise, I'm I have little to no worries. I'm not concerned with sacks. I'm not concerned with 
with individual accolades. I just want to see, you know, the the team defensive line do what a good defensive line does. Yeah, see me, I'm not totally concerned like I am with D-line, like I am about like corner, like how I explained it. It's just more so will the production and will the numbers that, that we look at, will they correlate to actually what the game is supposed to be? So will these pressures lead to tip passes, interceptions, right. eventually sacks? Will that stuff lead to that? Because I'm not worried about like – like I think – I think DeForest Buckner is easily going to end up with another seven, seven to nine sack season. Yes, easy. Yeah. I think, I think Quiddy, if he plays the full season or even ten games like he did last year, he had six sacks. So I think, I think across that defensive line, excluding um, uh, Grover Stewart, because I wouldn't expect him to be a huge sack guy. I think between Quiddy, um, uh, Samson Ibukum, and and DeForest Buckner, I think each guy could should easily have eight sacks apiece. Now, will that lead to us being able to get off the field on third down, being able to get tip passes for interceptions? Will that get us back into those turnover margins that we need to have as a defense to help these young corners that we're going to have out on the edge? That's my question. But I, I honestly, it, it's like if I had to rate a confidence scale of position groups that I have on this team, it's going to start with linebacker and the second one would be defensive line. I'm Me with, personally. I'm going D-line. I think our best position group on the entire team is defensive line, linebacker, and tight end in that order. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that's where I'll be with that real quick. Let's get to some of these uh, yeah. comments that are coming in here. Uh, Nathan is saying, is it still four receivers on the roster? Uh, yes, Nathan. Our, our receivers are – well, actually, yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, uh, Josh Downs, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. Did he get put back on the roster? Yep, he, got, he, got, he got he got he got brought back on active. He got waived. He got waived okay. so he could put Jelani on P, uh, practice squad, bring okay. him back on active. Um, and then the fifth guy is the swing guy. That's going to be Alec Ogletree. So Alec Ogletree is going to play tight end and receiver. So yeah, they're still well currently four. Did uh, Joseph Ross says, didn't we beat the Jaguars in Indy with the team we had last year? And history will repeat itself. 34-27 go Colts. Appreciate the uh, score in there as well. Um, yeah, so Joseph, this, that's also been my problem that everybody keeps saying all the time. Like, oh, Indy, Indy struggles with Jacksonville, blah, 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 blah. But they haven't beat us at home like that either. So. I guess really been a back and forth, and the only reason people say we struggle with them is because Jacksonville was trash for most of those years that they would beat us on their field. So uh, I think we'll probably save predictions for next week um, when we're going to get to the game because I'd honestly like to just wait for a minute. Um, I don't know if either of you guys wanted to comment on that one. Um, if It depends because – I personally don't think with the amount of weapons that Trevor Lawrence has that they're just going to pick Indy's secondary apart. So that's going to be the Achilles heel. If the Colts win, it'll be incredibly close. I do think it'll be really close because this is AR's first game. So Jacksonville really doesn't have much to go off of and prepare. And Shane can truly open it up and, you know, kind of surprise them. But, uh, only reason why I have Indy losing is because how important the passing game is in today's NFL and how they have no answers at corner. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. 
yeah, I think it's gonna be Jeter. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get a little bit more into the game too, so I'll leave it. I'll leave For it sure. like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree with both y'all. All right, uh, Tyler Brummett says, "Man, I'm worried about literally everyone hyping up AR. Man, a lot of experience, uh, a lot of expect- expectations for a rookie IDK. Uh, hope he keeps his mindset and keeps pushing. Uh, as a Florida Gators fan, I can tell you straight up, he will never be uh, overhyped. I, I think um, AR is one of these guys that really stays really composed. As bad as he really played at times, sometimes." Um, he's always stayed in games. He's never gotten down on himself. And this is a guy who has, like everybody has repeated, uh, 13 starts. He hasn't played 13 career games, how everybody likes to say. He's had 13 career starts. He played a lot when um, uh, Emory Jones Emory Jones was the starting quarterback for Florida. He would come in and, and split plays every once in a while. So he has played in other uh, times. And then going back to high school. So this guy just hasn't played a lot. and He loves football. So – um, I don't really think it's hyping AR. I think it's literally just hyping the fact that we finally have a quarterback. So you really got to put that into perspective, the fact that every time, watch what you'll see next Sunday, you'll watch the little list that they pull up here. How many starting quarterbacks since freaking 2013 will be up there on a list and they're going to shout out the Indianapolis Colts that we have to keep seeing every year and how many different starters that we've had since 2017. So it's not really hyping up AR. It's just the fact that we can finally say, man, we got a guy that we know should be starting this season and knock on wood, no uh, injuries happen to where he can't start next season so we can break the curse. That's what this is. Any comments there on that one, y'all? Nope. Nope. Going back to the DB's rooms, uh, Jalen Jones will be a dog. Speaking of dogs, why don't we get into a little segment here? Who's the dogs? Let's let's, let's get some of those in there. Who else? uh, That Tyler commented said Jalen Jones. Who else, Damon or Zach, who would you guys have will be a dog on this Colts roster? Evan Hull. I like him. I like him a lot. I'll tell you what What play made me like him a lot was that five, six-man blitz they sent, and he took a linebacker and brought him off his feet. I like that. He's not scared of contact. Um, I think that touchdown run he had, too, looked like he got caught behind, took two or three guys with him. He's looked good catching the ball off the backfield. Um, this system's going to be very friendly for him because he could do a little bit of everything. So that's my guy. That's a really good uh that was a really good sign seeing him make that block too because rookies usually struggle with um pass right. pro. Who you got, Zach? Who will be a dog for you on this Colts roster? Go win uh Kylan Granson. I Love think it. we're gonna I think we're gonna have a breakout year. I think guy is um Kylan's gonna step up and either gonna be the uh tight end one we haven't had since Dallas Clark or since uh Eric Ebron, that one year with luck. Okay. I mean, I just think overall he's due. And for whatever reason, I think, you know, Shane's going to use him in a way that really shows, showcases him until, um, you know, teams figure out a way to stop him. Okay. I like both of those. Uh, Nathan also says, why only four wide receivers? What if someone gets hurt? We just going to knock on wood, man. Let's just hope nobody gets hurt in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, we got we got quite a few guys on the practice squad, so I wouldn't sit here and say like it's going to be like a totally down thing. 
got quite a few guys there. Obviously, they're not people that we're going to be totally confident in. Um, we could have kept Jawan Winfrey, Amari Rogers, you know, those guys that we could have kept, they ended up on the practice squad. So I wouldn't call it a total miss there. Um, but we'll just keep it positive for now and see. Um, Nathan also said Mill, uh, Will Mallory is one of his dogs for the roster. Like him. Um, it looks like we just had Lou comment on here and said uh, Deion Jackson will be a dog on this roster. Uh, looks like we got Nathan coming in here last second. Pierce is either going to have a monster year or he's done. I wouldn't say a little too early done. for done. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say done just yet. He's coming into a new system. We don't know how he's going to fit in Shane's roster. And him and AR have been working a lot together. So we would hope. Um, <clears throat> as for me, um, I'm going to go with my dog, who I think is going to be on this roster, is the guy that you guys know that I've been high on for a while already, and I'm hoping he really gets to show uh, what he's capable of. My dog is going to be Nick Cross. I think Nick Cross is going to be an absolute dog this season. He's been getting interceptions all training camp, OTAs, uh, preseason, picked off Justin Fields quite a few times in those practices. So um, that's going to be my guy who I think is going to be a dog this season. Uh, can't wait to see Nick Cross. Also, I, I got Rodney Thomas in there as, a, as an honorable mention, too. Rodney Thomas is being slept on, but I can't wait to see this young secondary. <clears throat> Josh Downs will be the one. Josh Downs will be uh, – Tyler Berman says Josh Downs will be the one we have to watch for this year. Finally get a receiver that can get separation. Well, I also just want to let you know that uh, Kylan Granson and Paris Campbell uh, were two of the top top five players in the league last year of players with separation. So it wasn't just all the receivers fault. We obviously still have Kylan Granson, don't have Campbell anymore. Um, but we, I, I would hope to see we get some separation. If not, we just need these big guys to do what they're brought in to do. You're a big guy. You got to make contested catches. Simple as that. <clears throat> all right. Uh, so obviously we discussed the D line a little bit. Um, we know our tight ends are going to be pretty good. Where are we at with this wide receiver room? What are you guys' opinions on this and, and what we have after we just discussed that a little bit? We only have the four, um, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, and Michael Pittman Jr. Where are you guys feeling with that? I'll go first. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. Outside of John, outside of Pittman Jr. and Downs, um, everything else is a question mark. Like, I know Pierce has put in a ton of work, and, you know, like, that's respectable. I respect the crap out of him. <laughs> but, like, we don't have that one guy to take coverage with him because Pittman's a, a true possession receiver and Downs is a true slot guy who works best out the slot. So we still don't have that X receiver who, you know, oh, he's getting doubled. So it's a missing piece. Um, and – uh yeah, outside of I really I really think the Colts are gonna go rely heavy on their tight ends and run game this year until they uh they they go out and get a, a dude in the draft. But uh yeah, I, I think our receiver room is is pretty trash. Pretty trash. I'm gonna you go with it, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back to like what we're kinda saying about the roster in general. We're gonna evaluate it. 
I don't know how Shane's going to utilize these receivers, so I don't want to say right now they're going to look like trash. I'm not going to look at those drops in preseason and, and think that they're going to make their way into the regular season. I would like to like to think that those things will kind of settle down a little bit once some of those nerves kind of get alleviated. So I'm not high on it. I'm not going to say I'm sit here. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm high on it, but I'm, I'm, I definitely do think that. I do think that it's going to be a, a jury situation where the jury's please, out for him. Please no TY reunions. Absolutely yeah. not. That's why no. I smiled. I no. smiled. I smiled when I saw that you're talking no. about smiling about trash. Please no. no. Stop, stop, stop. We- yeah, Joseph said he believes uh Pittman is going to do great things this year. Obviously, Lou, yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys as well that I've been out on TY for a while. I had this argument before with some other people like I was telling you guys earlier in the Twitter chat. Um People love T.Y. They love former Colts players. I just think there's a certain time and place for that, and I just I just think we're past that point. Yeah, we're not we're not um, a spot as a team to go after and, and play that ring chasing game, and bring and bring vets back in. We're, we're not no, that's not. We got to build, build an offensive build foundation first, correct? Before we get here, and then correct, then go cherry pick and offer big contracts to guys in their prime, like Justin Jefferson, Max Deal. Oh, yeah. Hey, I've been I've been praying for that trade for so long, bro. <laughs> I can't even, can't even tell you. I'd give that I'd give that Herschel Walker trade for Justin Jefferson. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, Marvin Harrison Jr. with Pittman in the slot, and then hey, Justin no, Jefferson, uh, and then Justin Jefferson Marvin on the other Jr. side. Yo, hopefully Marvin Harrison Jr.'s stock is dropping because he had two catches today for like 12 yards. Hey, man, Indiana played him tough. I don't know what they yeah. did, but uh. Yeah, they saw he ain't got CJ Stroud no more. So they right. said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna load up on you, boy. Yeah. But um yeah, so uh where I'm at with this wide receiver room, I'm not out, I'm not totally out on Michael Pittman Jr. being the guy. I think he did a hell of a job when we had Carson Wentz there. I agree. Um, obviously he didn't get to play a lot of the time that Phillip Rivers was here, but when he did, he was clearly the number one receiver and played very well. Uh I think the thing is 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 him going in a year four. Um, or year three, my, my bad, um, is that he can easily show the work that he's put in and become one of those guys that we're like, wow, we got a guy now that we can we can finally have a, uh, a quarterback in place. And just like I was telling you guys before that I thought Pittman might be the, the odd man out because of the way that AR plays, from what I've seen in preseason, he's still going to be that chain mover and that reception guy, that guy that's going to have – um, a lot of targets and yes. a good, a good yeah. five to twelve catches a game. I just think he will really be, uh, like Matt said, that that twenty thirteen Reggie Wayne for for uh, Andrew Luck. I think that will easily be his spot there. Um, and then we obviously need, as we had the comment up there about uh, Pierce needing to be able to keep making those plays uh, that he didn't practice. This is just one of those things where they got to get used to him being the quarterback and Pierce needs to make those plays because he needs to be our breakout guy because he's the guy that can take the top off the defense and spread this offense all the way wide open. Um, and then I I love Josh Downs. I mean, I'm, I'm all in yeah. on Josh Downs. I think the guy is just – he reminds me of a. Uh, he reminds me of Antonio Brown in his prime. Not not playing wise. Not trying to project anything, but just the way when I see capabilities. Him in the season, he's just always open. Like every time he was catching the ball and, and stuff was happening outside of the drop that he had, I was hella disappointed that he had that drop. But he just seems like he's always open. So I think that's one of those guys that we haven't really had at receiver in a while. So um, I'm not totally out on this receiver room. 
but I'm definitely not the guy that would be banging on the door saying keep all these receivers. So um, uh, I'm, I'm just not down on it. But, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at with the receiver. Was it uh, Lou commenting on here? Says I'm from New York. Uh, he's from New York and going to Game Five versus Tennessee. Oh, that's awesome! I, I would love to get to a game, man. It's just not something that's going to be in the cards for me for a little while. Uh, Ashley says, "Sorry about the podcast." That's all right, Ashley. You made it in. Uh, so Pitt going to be liable. All right. Um, so let's get to the next room real quick. We we've discussed it a little bit. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, the elephant in the room is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and then we have our guy, uh, Evan Hole and Deion Jackson are our two healthy backs for now, the two that we have on the roster. Um, and then we have Zach Moss, who's supposed to come back. We do. Uh, so where are you guys at? How are you guys feeling about the running back? Room? Yo, in my opinion, this is perfect. I've always been a running back by committee fan because – each one gives you something different. You know, if you want to play smash mouth, big boy football between the tackles, you got that in Zach Moss. He's not going to hit you with the 85 yard touchdown and win you a game like JT will, but he can punch you in the mouth for 15. If you want explosive, you know, shot plays, quick, quick hitters, your counters, your sweeps, I think Deion Jackson has the speed to provide that. And then if you want a guy who's, a scat back, in my opinion, a true definition of a scat back, does a little bit of everything, master of none. That's Evan Hall. He's going to be able to do a little bit of everything and do it well. So each back perfectly complements one another that I think less in this situation with he who shall not be named, I think less is more. Well said, Zach. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I hope that it doesn't get to a point where we're missing Jonathan Taylor if we start to get shut down at a point because you will you will see that happen. I mean, we're going to have those games during the season, right? But um, I like I like our runner back room right now. Um, I don't have any complaints about it yet. I don't think we've fully seen their full potential yet. Um, let's not forget, we got a running we got a running a running back speed agility styled quarterback here that can also take the top off of defense with his legs. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think we got a lot of versatility both at quarterback and at running back. And this, this, this has a potential to be a nightmare for some teams. Yeah. So I, so I agree with you guys. I almost kind of feel like the uh, running back position is almost the same way I feel about right guard, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, com- completely different thing to Marco, but no, okay. No, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, it's like how Matt was calling it like the luxury the other day of having Jonathan Taylor. It's like, cause me, I think our running back room will be perfectly capable to be able to do what they were doing. I mean, you got, what was it? I think it was eight catches out of Deion Jackson against uh, KC. Yep. And then you got Zach Moss who can, who can be that guy to be able to give give you some good runs on the inside and whatnot. Um, and then you got Hole, who looks like he's going to be a guy that can, you know, he looks like he'll be able to develop into an every down type back. Now I would love to have JT. Cause I think JT in this offense next to AR is just going to be, I think it's absolutely lethal. Um, but 
you know, I think if we don't have him, I'm not necessarily dying about this running back room because if you watch the preseason, you look at the way Anthony Richardson get linebackers to step up into that pocket where you're not supposed to be as a linebacker and you get caught with your eyes. Um, and it just pulls the rest of your body. So I just I just think running backs will have lanes to where people may just be like, oh, well, look what we have here with this running game. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I'm – I'm not down on it at all, but like I said, I feel like it's just like right guard for me. I feel like it's one of those things where you're not really going to notice too much until like a really bad situation. That's where I'm at with the running back room. Uh, Lewis saying just got a package in the mail from Colts headquarters, raising uh, two boys, nine and five. His big Colts fans. That's dope. Love to see it. Love to see more Colts. Uh, love the hat. Yeah, I got this. Uh, this is one of the the draft hats. This was this year's draft hat. So I've been kind of been doing a little thing where I've been getting the draft hat that come out each year. So I, last year I got the black uh, netted hat. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with the running back room. Just don't really, just don't really feel like it's gonna be something that's really seen too much unless we see like uh, fumbles or something like that. I just don't think it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna stick out. Hey. What's your guys' <laughs> thoughts on the quarterback room? Just, you know, just periodically. Like, you know, what, what do you want to do? For me, it's not about AR. I care less. He's no, a starter. I, I want to know what are you going to do with Sam? Is he on the 53? Is he a practice squad guy? I have strong opinions, but just kind of shoot your shot, hear what you need to, you know. So, real quick, before you, before you go, Damon, I uh, saw it on um, Instagram. Uh, today hot takes is that AR is benched by like week eight or eight eight or ten or something like that, and Gardner Minshew takes over. Do with that what you will. But go That's ahead. Trash. <laughs> we're, That's trash. Listen, you can't do we, that. We're we're in a spot. Let me answer that question too. We're in a spot as a franchise where if Anthony Richardson throws twenty picks through eight games. He will start the rest of the season for us. Yep. We have to ride this thing out, shiny, dirty, whatever it is. We can't. We can't just give up on somebody like that. That's where you see teams give up on rookie quarterbacks and they ultimately fail. Um, but question: I'm keeping it the way it is, and I'm putting Sam on the practice squad. If I am the Colts, I would want to see Sam Ellinger play over Gardner Minshew. But I feel like in the case that Knock on wood. Anthony Richardson goes down. Garner, <laughs> Gar- Garner Minshew is going to give you what you want. He's going to give you what we need, right? Running back, running back by committee. <laughs> running back, running back by committee, and he's going to dink and dunk his way down the field, right? What you saw in the preseason this year, I think he scored damn near every drive he was in, but two. That's my play two thoughts. games, like. That's my, but that's my thoughts. But but right. that's my opinion. That's my opinion, right. bro. I mean, what, what what more do you want, Zach? If if, if AR, for example, was not able to play for any circumstances, would you want Sam in, instead of Gardner? No. Well, okay. it was actually well, it was actually it was actually uh, eight drives that he played in the preseason, uh, three scoring, two misfilled goals, and uh, and uh, three and uh, three three and outs. I mean, it's not bad. so, it's not, so it's not it, bad. pretty much he's pretty much scoring on half the drives that he's in. Over the way, <laughs> the way I see it is, to me, why are we keeping three quarterbacks? 
end of story. Like Sam, you served your you served your purpose. I know that was a rhetorical question for you, but real quick, I'm going to answer that just because of the fact that the reason that people were keeping three is because on game day, your third quarterback does not count towards your roster spot. So, keep so you essentially so and then bump no, them up. No, yeah, but if you keep a third quarterback, you essentially keep 54 players without it counting. Yes, Ashley. Fair enough. Okay. So that's what that that's why people are doing that. Yes, Ashley. He plays both. <laughs> and receiver. And Granson does too. Yes. Um, Damon, just because I'm gonna freestyle and do this hosting thing, because I, I I like hearing myself talk. What's your thoughts on the kicking situation? Do you think um and I quote <laughs> I and love I this. quote I love this. We paid twenty two million for a kicker who kicked one kick in preseason, shanked oh. it, and didn't kick again. What's your thoughts on this, man? Hey, well, we we should have we should have brought this up earlier in the show when we we're talking about this cap room situation. So you mean to tell me the Colts have had the most cap room in the league over the last five years? And our free agent splash was a kicker. Not even like Justin Tucker, but like Matt Gay. But but he's not he's not a generational. He's not a generational kicker like a Justin Tucker, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, you trading a first round pick for Justin Tucker? God no. If my I mean, team if my team stalls out the fifty yard line every game, yes. At the I forty mean, yard line, that's Sebastian Janikowski level. I would. He's that good. <sighs> okay. Anyways, no. I think it's it's a horrible it was a horrible signing, bro. It was a horrible <laughs> signing. There's so much talent coming in at the kicker position. It's the most competitive spot on a roster. Is kicker. You could you could you could miss you could be the best kicker in the league and miss three kicks in a row and you bet your ass on Monday there's going to be a kicker in there that you're going to kick against all week, all week for competing for competing for a spot. They even did to Adam Vinatieri, man. I don't know if y'all know that. He'd miss two kicks in the game. They'd bring in someone to compete against him. So my point is, why did we go spend twenty eight million dollars on somebody? Was it twenty eight? Twenty eight point two. I thought it was twenty two point eight. Four year. Four year. For your deal, dang. What was I the what, what was what was your what what was the reasoning for that, man? Because I get our it. Kickers have sucked. <laughs> but like, how but how bad did Chase put us out last year, man? I don't bad. think Chase, I don't think Chase bad. was bad last year. I don't think he He's did bad. either. He's bad. He's been cut three times since leaving us. <laughs> like, see, so like, I get what you guys are saying, and I'm also one of the guys that are concerned about paying a guy a lot for him to miss kicks, but. At the same time, this guy has been accurate. I mean, accurate over his last what four, five seasons that he's had with the Rams since he was with us before. And so that's where I have the the the, the thing where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like <laughs> Jordan, I would just like to see Jordan um, said Chase is terrible, blinking shit bad. <laughs> exactly. Like Lucas it's, Harvest it's like, was good. It's it's like uh, it's one of those things where like you're paying a guy because you know he should be automatic, and it's like yeah, we've seen him miss in the preseason. I also don't like to see that misses, but I think those can be overreaction. There's not too many times you get a top guy as a kicker in the league, so I just think that's one of those things where you have to get that guy because of the fact that 75% of NFL games are within the three points, win or loss, and we've lost too many games by those three. Houston week um, one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if you make that kick, we don't tie, and then we're not sitting there going, are we 
terrible or are we okay because we tied with the Texans? Like, that's what we end up questioning ourselves. So it's like if you win that game, maybe you look a little bit different. Maybe the team plays a little bit different. But it's just one of those things where, like, I would much rather have him than me dealing with what we have been dealing with. And it's yep. like, uh, Damon, I know you said a lot of these guys have been coming out in the draft um, and they've been developing well. But outside of Evan McPherson, the last few kickers who have been drafted, None of them are no longer with their teams. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, I would much rather take the shot with this guy. Like I said, I'm not truly confident in, in liking him miss kicks because even when I graded our special teams room, I gave it an A. But to see us missing kicks is not something that I like, but I definitely uh, think we're better with him than we would be without. Right. And, and Curtis, man, I, I will eat humble pie every day of the week if he comes out here and plays well. I'm telling you, I'm not hating on the man. And I was hating on it because of the free agent signing, the, 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 the price Which tag, right? Totally fair. Man, but I, I'm telling you, I, I will <laughs> gladly eat humble pie every day of the week if he comes out here and, and plays well for us. Anybody, I will it. too. I may not be crapping on him right now, but I tell you, when those preseason games was going on in uh, week one and he was missing kicks, I was flipping my lid. I, I promise you that. So I'm, I, I totally get where Damon's coming from. So this is not something that's that's just small. Like It's just like what we've been talking about. We're arguing about a running back getting paid and we give kicker big money and he's missing kicks. So it's, it's not something that is small as it seems. That's, and if y'all want to watch a really good podcast uh, uh, story about the kicking situation, go look up Pat McAfee, Adam Vinatieri, and they brought, remember when they brought in Matt Stover whenever he was dealing with that uh, groin injury in 2010. Whenever we, I think we lost the Jets that year. So they lined was that, up. Was that on a Pat McAfee show? Yep, they lined up the ball at 35 at 35 yards. It, they play pig. They play pig like you would in basketball with with kicking the football. And they said Adam Vinatieri went like right hash 60 yards and made like three in a row. And that dude Stover couldn't make any. And literally Stover grabbed his helmet and they never saw him again. And <laughs> that's exactly left. why. And that's exactly why Adam Vinatieri is my goat kicker. I don't care how many people are in love with with uh, Justin Tucker. Adam Vinatieri will forever be my goat at kicker. Yeah. Yeah, go watch Pat McAfee. Um, he probably explains it a lot funnier than I do. But <laughs> uh, Lou is saying, "What's up with Jelani? Um, he has poor, poor camstrings. Uh, I'm happy he made the roster. <laughs> uh, I was telling Damon, Zach, and, and Matt that I was worried that he might get cut just because the guy just hasn't been practicing. Obviously, it was a long shot for him to be cut. That's one of my favorite guys right now. One of my favorite players on the team, just because I like him because of his upside. Um, but he hasn't been practicing because of the hamstring. He got it re-aggravated. Uh, it's not something that's rare because Cooper Cup is going through the same thing, and I think he just went like out of state to go get his hamstring evaluated to why it's having issues. So. So it's, I guess it's not not the most rare thing, but uh, you know, Julio I, Jones. It's just yeah, it's just one of those things. Honestly, me, I'm old. Oh, I'm not really old, but I'm old, and I don't really run no more. Like if you ask yourself, depending on your age, when was the last time you ran full speed? So <laughs> it's like <laughs> you want to <laughs> Like so, I went to go work out a while back, and uh, it was like probably like two, three months ago or whatever. I'm sitting out on the football field with my kids. I'm sprinting. I'm doing my sprints or whatever. I'm getting ready to run. I want to say eight. I get to number seven. I'm getting ready to finish my last run on eight. And right when I'm about 10, 15 yards from finishing, boom, 
hamstring. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I just feel like hamstrings is one of those things that if you're not doing it consistently, working out all summer, all year, I just feel like hamstrings show that you're not really keeping up with your conditioning, your cardio and stuff like that. So we'll see uh, where it goes from there. But, yeah, if you ever worried about somebody's hamstring, just ask yourself, when was the last time I ran full speed? Um, that's interesting because uh, I kind of see a changing of the guard happening, at Mike linebacker, happening at Ooh. linebacker. Do you? I do. I think you know, Shaq like Zaire. Um, I think Shaq will still be the turnover machine because that's your that's a knack, like, <laughs> but. When it comes to being like the backbone of the linebacker room and the vocal leader, I think it's way more Zaire's team defense, way more Zaire's defense than it is Shaquille. Like, yeah, Shaquille got paid, mm, but so bad. but I, I think another year you could definitely see, especially if Zaire has another big year. Granted, it probably won't be as big as last year. Because Shaq was hurt most of it. It's got help. Yeah. But definitely, you could definitely see, I think, the impact. I mean, Zaire's already calling plays because Shaq doesn't anymore. So, like, to me, there's a changing of the guard happening. And I think Zaire's going to end up being overall, you know, could be LB1 and never come off the field. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if um... – as far as I remember, uh, I don't know if Shaq ever really called plays too much. So he's been – it was Anthony. It was Anthony Walker uh, and Bobby. Bobby yeah, Hill, right? Anthony Walker and then Bobby. So Shaq has never really called plays. So I don't know if I would necessarily say that there's been a change there. Because until I see somebody be as impactful and be able to create turnovers like Shaq, because I – even when Zaire talks about Shaq, you can hear the difference in like having him on the field versus not. Like obviously, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you're still gonna everyone's job easier. But like, I don't know. I just see it as like Shaq's already working behind the eight ball. You took a year away from from ball. I don't know. I I just think it's a changing of the guard. Like Shaq's gonna have to earn it again, and I hope he does. But yeah, I just think it's one of those things where you become a. You become used to not seeing him play. Like I right. feel like once we once this guy's back on the field, I think that's when questions start to go. Away. That's what even that's what Jordan just said too, right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like even when he was injured last year and he came back, we got turnovers. Yep. As soon as he came, as soon as right. he came into the game, and dude couldn't yeah. even run. But it just, it just that won't leave. ever leave. Like that's what he does. But <laughs> I I just think like the vocal leadership and beyond that. I mean, what does Shaq offer you besides the turnovers that Zaire doesn't? Tackling machine, pursuit energy, machine, energy, energy. which our defense <laughs> lacks. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, if Shaq is healthy, if he gets back, I, it, I put his jersey on for a reason, man. The dude is a dog. Like, I think people just forget. It's just, it's almost like the situation with JT. Like, a lot of people have come to hate him, but I'm telling you, if he gets back on the field and he plays, it's just like, oh, you're back to loving him. So it's yeah, just right. like that's that's just that's just one of those things for us as fans. JT we love to made see us uh, JT made us forget about Nick Chubb and go Derrick Henry <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor, and you can't argue that. Literally, that's, we weren't talking about we weren't talking about Nick Chubb, and now we're 
you know, idolize this. But if y'all don't know, Zaire Franklin is my favorite player on the defense. I, I bring this up all the time. He broke every single one of Shaq's records also at linebacker last year, outside of interceptions. I don't know if y'all know that. Zaire broke all of his records. He broke. Yep. Look it up. Every it's, single one of them. Every single That's one why of I them. said the changing of the guard, man. Nope, Zaire Franklin is that dude. Sacks, yes. Go look it. Us. Go look it yeah. up. He legit. They brought it up. Yeah, single up. season record. Broke <laughs> all of them. I'd have to check. So, and and that's so that's what I'm saying. But you're just talking about two different styles of players, in my opinion. You're talking about a, a true middle linebacker, a true yeah. you know, 80s 90s box linebacker, exactly. a downhill downhill player. You can't compare. You can't compare the two. Now, if you wanted to make the comment that maybe EJ was coming in for that. Zach, I wouldn't disagree with you all the way there. I'm telling you. I don't know. Like, because EJ, <clears throat> he don't do what Darius does. Like, or Shaq. Sorry, my bad. Like, Shaq in the passing game is lethal. But, like, that's where Shaq is. That's what the, in my opinion, that's the only area where Shaq is better than Zaire. Is covering tight ends, covering linebackers, protecting the middle. Because beyond that, you're getting the exact same player beyond the ability to, to force turnovers in the passing game. You're getting the exact same player. That's a hard sell for me, man. And I'm as I my desire my favorite player on defense, man. So that's a really hard. I just sell. say, I just say, like I said before, I just say hold judgment until we get to see Shaq play again. And I yep. think after right. you see him play, it's just one of those things where you're like, yeah, this dude's a dog. Um, actually, we did talk about safeties and corners already. If you did have any questions, feel free to just uh, throw them in there and ask. <clears throat> um, do y'all want to get to next position? week's game? Uh, I kind of wanted to hold off just in case of for predictions, but if you had any, you know, topics or something that you want to talk about for the game next week, yeah, I do. Um, I want to know what y'all think the balance is going to be. Pass balance. and run. You think it's going to be balanced? Okay. Oh, me? Yeah. I think whatever's hot, like whatever Indy has success with, that's what they're rolling. So, like, if Jacksonville can't stop AR throwing the ball, we're going to see AR passing the peanut, trucking the pumpkin, whatever it might be. Um, if Jacksonville can't stop the run game, then I think they're going to get creative. Like to me, the, anything and everything I'm, I'm gravy for it. Open the playbook up, run the trick plays, do it all. Just keep Jacksonville. As long as Jacksonville's guessing and we're succeeding, that's all I care about. Yeah. I think we're going to run the ball more and we throw it. But I do think our offense is going to look a lot more opened up. I think we're not going to see much of that dink and dunk. I think those plays that you saw when, you know. Yeah, those were vanilla that, safe plays. The y, y route, banana route. I think you're going to see a lot more of that kind of stuff like this week. Um, and Jordan says, I wouldn't be shocked if Richardson has at least 30 attempts. Yeah, in, in, in my predictions, I think, I think AR is going to have <laughs> two to three picks. I do. I think he's going to have one touchdown and three picks, but we're going to be in the game. That's my prediction. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think we're gonna throw thirty passes. I also, I, I also believe that uh, Shane will write the hot hand on whatever's working. So, yeah. um, I think we'll likely be running the ball quite a bit, 
AR probably has in between about 18 to 27 passes, uh, just depending on the situation. Um, but I think whatever is working, uh, <clears throat> we, he's already said it before. He rides the high hand. So whatever's working, he'll go. Hey, we appreciate this, Lou. Thanks for asking my question, guys. You guys rock. You just got a brand new follower. Appreciate you. Please like, subscribe, share if you would. Um, and we are also on YouTube. We're not currently broadcasting there just because we got into a little bit of trouble with YouTube. But uh, we appreciate you coming in. We do this every Saturday, uh, 8.15 um, Eastern time. Were we elaborating on that game anymore? We had a question here about O-line. I know we talked or, about oh, O-line a little bit. Yeah, we, we talked about O-line. Do you um, got a specific so question? So you might need to scroll back to that. Uh, if you want to see, <clears throat> oh geez, USC got forty-two to seven right now over Nevada or Utah. Ooh, oh geez, um, I, I meant Utah. I meant Utah. Oh. The 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 silver and blue logos throw me off. Oh. <clears throat> uh, what's he say? Uh, Jordan says. That last game in just a half had 17 alone. So to say 30 at least is not crazy. Shane is going to unleash that monster. So, see, the reason I disagree with this is because we didn't do anything in that game. And so it's like, am I going to run my QB on QB reads in a preseason game like a bunch? I don't think so. So it's like. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville obviously doesn't have a top-tier secondary, so I could understand throwing a little bit more there. Um, but I feel like a lot of his game will be open, just like you said, unleash that monster. But that will entail a lot of runs and a lot of pass. So that's going to be a really can't split wait in it. there. I could honestly tell you, like, I could see us being at, at a good mix of about 32 rushes to about 24 passes. Like I could really see that being our mix, if 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 we're not looking like that uh that game we played versus Jacksonville where it was twenty four nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and I I'm telling you what, I can't wait to see him open up the field either, man. Because you could tell he was, you know, toning it he down was a little bugging bit. Bugging for it, yeah. But that one third and twelve <laughs> that he cut inside. I know twenty talk. He dove forward actually for the first down when he made that one cut between the safety and the in the corner. I was like. If this is a regular season game, he's not diving here, and he's probably going to score. And I'll tell you what, it didn't even look like he was running full speed. It didn't. You. you could you could tell you could tell whenever <laughs> someone's really going at it full speed. I'm telling you, I I'm 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 really excited to see. I mean, at 260 pounds to move like that, that's just two oh 244. Yeah, 244. Uh, 250 now. He gained weight. 250. Fair enough. Because he, 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 he came in the camp. So he got 56. Uh, no, no, he was 244. He came in and then he's gained weight. He's up to 250 now. Um, and the kid's only 21. So, you know, men stopped growing at 24. So he, he said, he said 256 first day of training camp, man. I don't remember a 256. I know he, I know he was at Florida at 240 and at the combine, he was 245. And that's the thing about what you're about. What you're about to lean into is that that weight doesn't look bad. <laughs> oh yeah, not at all. That's why I'm like. That's he why when they yeah when, when, well. when we came back for training camp, they said, uh, "How much are you weighing now?" And he said he was 250. And they okay, were like, "Jordan said, Jordan said I'm right. It was 256." Okay. He's gonna end up looking like Cam Newton weighing 270, playing quarterback. Yeah, that's what Did I'm Cam, saying. Can't so. weigh 270. 
His like last two, his last couple years with Carolina, like Cam said, he played. His playing weight was two seventy with all his pads and stuff on. Oh my because goodness! That's where he. That's where he felt. Oh, that's with everything on. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so gonna be probably, like. So he's, he's probably like yeah, probably about two. I'm a bet every bit two fifty. I say about two fifty seven, two fifty seven yeah. without yeah. everything on. So. Yeah, so that sounds about right. And I mean, like he, he, they asked him. He was like, they were like, "What kind of weight are you gaining, or whatever?" And uh, he was like, "No, nah, it's all good weight. I'm just, I just grew. Like he, it wasn't even like the diet that the Colts gave him. So <laughs> it's one of those things, man. <clears throat> Alabama and Georgia looking like Alabama and Georgia week one playing against some not so good teams. Um, but yeah, so. I just think it's one of those things where he was being held back a lot in the preseason. I think this this offense will look completely different. I know I would say completely because we'll still see a lot of that, but it'll look a lot different than it did um, throughout um, the preseason. I think it's going to be like shocker. If you guys remember Jalen Hurts' first year as quarterback, I really feel like that's what this game is going to be, <laughs> what AR's offense is going to be. It's going to be heavy RPO and calculated deep shots. Like that to me, that's what this is. Like Colts are gonna throw it, obviously with RPOs or SROs or whatever you want to call them, screen run options. Um, but uh, the excitement alone that AR brings is what I look forward to. Just the wrinkle and the complexity that he can make for a defense. I personally I just, agree. I just want to see him create. Like, just create. Let, let AR just create. Don't even – hey, if your first read's not there, tuck it and go. Like, because that's where I think he's his most beautiful. Like, that's that organic, that ability, that feel, that poise, all that. When he's just, you know, like corny, sorry. When the wind's in his hair and he's able to just throw on the move is where I think he's going to be his most dangerous. Yes. Yep, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I feel like this preseason, with what we're asking out of him, he just didn't get a chance to do that, man. Right. He didn't. He He's didn't. Yeah, on. I think so. Like you said, I think that that uh, Jalen Hurts offense that you were talking about, I think is going to look very similar to that. But I hope yeah. it's more of, <clears throat> I, th- I hope it's more of a developed version of what that Jalen Hurts offense was because I don't want it to look like the. That, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Like, if you think about the the Eagles year, uh, what was it, the first year that he got to run, they made it to the playoffs versus the Buccaneers and got blew out or whatever. Um, that was the offense that 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 AR that we should be seeing. Um, and I hope it's just a little bit better than that because I would like to see, you know, I feel like we had better weapons. Steichen wasn't the there Eagles that year, had. though, was he? Mm-mm. Yes. Yes, Oh, he no, was. he was. He was. He was. My yeah, bad. so so – the thing about the Eagles is, is, is um, our guy Nick Sirianni was calling plays for the first half of that year. Once Shane Steichen took over play calling for the rest of that half, that's yeah. when Jalen Hurts started to develop and look better. And then uh, Nick Sirianni gave him full play calling duties for that next year. And then they traded, they uh, drafted Devontae Smith and traded for AJ Brown. Fair enough. So, so I think that. It can look very similar to that. I think our weapons might be a little bit equal to where before they got A.J. Brown. 
Um, outside of Quez Watkins, obviously he being able to have his speed and burst uh, added to that offense. Um, but I think uh, that's what we would likely see a lot of those read options and throwing off of that. And I think it's still it's going to still be something tough mm-hmm. to defend, tough to defend. And unfortunately for Jacksonville, they just lost a linebacker a couple weeks ago. Oh. So uh, they lost my guy uh, Bernie out of Florida. Uh, Florida, Amari Bernie. Oh yeah. Uh, he tore his Achilles, so they're going to be down him. And then uh, they also already lost. Uh, I don't know if it was. They got one tackle suspended. Yeah. And uh, something else. So. So yeah, well, I like to. I'd like to see how this offense is going to look a little bit more turned up. Um. <clears throat> So, yeah, that's where I'm at with the offense. I'm just hoping it looks a little bit more far along just because AR seems like he's taking everything in. Obviously, it will look a little bit limited, but I'd like to see. I think we could have a pretty even balance if if our offense is doing pretty good. We're not getting those stupid holding calls, stupid right. penalties, um, and then obviously turnovers. Can't we, right. we just don't we just don't have the margin for error for turnovers. So right. that's that's what we can't have. As long as you know. It's not self-inflicted. I think Indianapolis will be okay. Yep. Absolutely agree there. Uh, and then I know we we breached on it a little bit, um, but how are we feeling about the, the safety room as a whole? Uh, I believe it was just uh, Julian Blackman, Nick Cross, Rodney Thomas. Um, that, to me, obviously is one of the stronger points on this defense. How are you feeling about that? Uh, We've not seen them all be healthy and play together at the exact same time. Like, if that's doable, um, could be pretty formidable. On top of that, you got Rodney Harrison Jr. on the practice squad, who I believe once healthy, he's going to get bumped up. And he offers some uh, some experience and quality depth there. But uh, once they all get healthy, and if they all play together and they all build that chemistry, three that three safety look was money for Gus Bradley later in the year. I mean, late in the year last year. So we I gotta fully have somebody with more. that uh, that uh, Rodney McLeod type role. Well, I mean, we have that because I mean, mm-hmm. Blackman. you know, Blackman's playing down towards the line of scrimmage. Where I feel like he's a better fit. Well, I would I would question that because I think Nick Cross would probably be a better fit at the strong safety role just because he's a thumper and he, he run fits well. At least he did, has in preseason. I just like him better there because his range. So it's like you know, yeah. it's like even though if he might get beat, you know, you'll still have that speed to be able to make up for plays because that's a big part of being able to play safety. And that's where I think where Blackman struggles is that speed to be able to get right. There. Right. I mean, I just look at it like if all three are healthy, I feel like the Colts, as I said earlier, top 15 in the safety department, just that group, Mm -hmm. like potential, super high, proven commodities, you know, Rodney and Blackman, both quality. The pick machine, Rodney Thomas. Cross has a pedigree of being an early round pick. You know, it just didn't click because he had a rookie wall. Guy struggled, but he's he turned it on obviously in camp. So I definitely think that um that in my opinion, yeah, safety room quality. 
Oh, I clicked on all Weird Dimbo just flat out. Our line is going to be back to what? We know. I think that's Basically a in- I think that's a um putting a lot of pressure on Tony Sperano Jr. And I mean I he's am. done I he's am. done a he's done a I nice job. I want right. the pressure on him because I think that's our that's I like if if I had to put a key on this team for for the roster to be successful, my key is gonna be that offensive line. But but I truly believe not having a definitive answer. Maybe they have an answer, but they haven't shown it. Not having a definitive answer at right guard, because that's the only spot on the offensive line that's been a rotating glass door since Glowinski left. I feel like, yeah, in a way that that could hurt Indy because we don't know who's who. All the other four are figured out except that that spot. And like, we, if it's Will Fries, we're not going to be able to run the ball to that side. Or just not because the, the the guy gets no push in my opinion. I would be, I'm interested to see if they move Braden Smith to guard and have Blake Freeland start at t- right tackle. Mm. I mean, he's athletic enough. Or they switch it and put Freeland at right guard and Smith at right tackle, just because the edges, like you said earlier. Yeah, see. I think I think it'll be fine, honestly. And I think like like because like how we talked about the O line and what they did that first week. I was I was not liking what we did that first week. That that second and third week versus uh, the uh, Bears and then the Eagles. Yeah, this but- offensive line looked majorly improved in running and play? passing. Yeah, but see, that's not that's that's not that's why I don't think right guard is going to be the biggest issue because like if we can even plug and play, imagine if we did find a solid right guard, like then it's, it's like you just have stability. But I don't think that's something that's totally a um, a miss. And so I think even Connor O'Donnell, our uh, backup right guard or left guard, will he got probably released. could probably. I thought we kept him. No, he got waived. He got signed by the Cardinals. No, that's what I'm saying. Like. We have zero depth, unless it's Josh Sills, dude, from Philadelphia. Who they went and got. Yeah, it was him who they they swapped out for. Unless he ends up being, you know, somebody somebody steps up. That's my only concern on the offense. I do not want another Andrew Luck situation. That is why I'm beating my, my fist on the table. Keep the kid upright, and the kid will be good for us. It's long term. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be that big a deal. And then we also got Dan Skipper, um, who I think can come in and play guard. So he got cut as well. No, he's on the practice squad. He's on practice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's going to be a guy that can come in and rotate there. Um, And so I think that'll be something that'll be pretty solid for us. And he has um, experience as well. So I just think it'll be plug and play there. And in my opinion, you obviously just need the toughest guy to play there. Right. Put the guy there who wants to maul somebody's face. And uh, I think uh, after that, you just don't have a problem. And that's why I think this offensive line is the key. You know, you just protect them. I don't think uh, AR will be in a, a, a offensive line like situation like Andrew Luck was because we're a lot better than they were. And then if you watch the Florida Gators offense this year versus last year, yes, a lot of pieces are different or a few. Um, but AR just has such a pocket present that he doesn't get sacked a lot. He doesn't take sacks. So the difference between your quarterback taking sacks and not is literally like, uh, I want to say it was three points um, above EPA. 
So it's point yeah. points expected per, per average. So it, it's just one of those things where I think that he's going to make up for a lot of those misses that we might have. And then uh, Jordan did say he wished we could go sign Reisner. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, all I, pers- I personally do too. That would just <laughs> that would just give us all some peace of mind. But uh, we don't know. Um, Herberto says, don't underestimate the Colts offense. I think they're good enough to compete and deliver. Uh, I say compete. <laughs> I agree with the compete part. I don't know what we're planning on delivering there, um, but I definitely think we're going to be good enough to compete. I got us at six wins. Um, Zach has us at four. Matt has us at seven. I don't know what Damon and Trev uh, put this team at, but I think we all got us in the compete level department, but deliver. I don't know what you're planning on delivering on. I would. The only thing I hope we don't deliver is a top five pick. <laughs> oh, I want the top five pick. That's why I have four, four wins. I want. I want the top five pick. I want I the X factor. I, I don't think this team will be a top five pick. Bad. Um, I'm just hoping that some other receivers around the country step up. That can be a guy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I hope for there. I don't um, care. I want us to trade the farm to go get the guy. And if you don't know who the guy is, it's Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. Trade the farm, go get the kid, put hey. him in the Colts blue because he grew up in it. It's where he wants to be. Have him call Peyton be like, Peyton, can I wear your 18? Peyton's going to tell him, sure, kid. Put him in the blue 18. Put a horseshoe on his helmet. 14 years later, all-time leading receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. That's how this is that's <laughs> how this crazy. is gonna go down. That would be crazy. That's how it needs to play out. Sell the farm, go get the kid, build Yeah, but he sucks. Early. So he he only had two receivers today. So everybody no, no, he's no, he he sucks, dude. Just like they could <laughs> everybody could just let him go by. You know, he sucked he sucked today. He only had two catches. Marvinson Harrison Jr. is not gonna be good. Um, so <laughs> just just you know, just let yeah, him slip you know, in he, the draft. You know, he, he just falls. Falls where yeah, the Colts yeah. are picking. Fair yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's not good. He had two catches today. He had two catches. He had two catches today. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's so funny. Um, oh, good, Damon. Uh, Ryan says, let's go Colts. Uh, Damon, where do you have the Colts this year? What, what do you, where do you got the Colts win-wise? Because I didn't know where you had them. Three games. I got I got six. Okay. So me and Damon are on the same page. Exactly. Yeah, I got four. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're all pretty much in the same same category, I feel like. Four to six wins. Yeah, I, I just think I just think our, our floor is four. I think our ceiling is eight. And I got us right oh. at six. Jordan, I like that idea. If we don't get Marvin, go draft another tight end. Yeah, no. Excellent. That's what. Oh, yes. so Zach, that's that's what I meant to say. I, I was shaking my head at that, um, but he was saying, "I'm sorry if we don't get Marvin. Give me Brock. I don't want another tight end. We just had twelve of them. Um, I think we we spent enough capital yeah. there over the last couple of years. If you can't yeah. hit on tight end in drafts anymore, you should probably just go trade for one or something. Like you, you just can't keep drafting spending capital on tight end. You either got it or you don't at this point. Or we should just draft a running back in the first round and then let him play his contract out and tag him one time and then send him on his merry little way. 
Nope. Because if we draft a running back in the first round, then everybody's going to cry. We could have spent that first round pick on a receiver or a pass rusher. So get you a premier position. If you're going to spend on a a pick, get a pass rusher, get a cornerback, get a wide receiver, get a premier position. If you're going to spend it on a uh, spend a first round pick on it, that's Um, true. But yeah, I don't think uh, I don't. I don't. He's nice, (laughs) man. Go trade for Kyle Pitts. He over there suffering in in Atlanta. Just trade a fifth round. Let you go trade out whoever. Find out who for Kyle Pitts. The tight ends are at Iowa. Draft one late, develop them, and there you go. The Iowa I only mean, produces tight ends. <laughs> I think tight I think, ends I think, and, def- and defensive linemen. That's all they produce. So I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be good uh, with uh, Will Mallory anyway. That's my. That's my next George Kittle right there. Uh, that's the different tight end. Don't even try that. The different. Yeah, no, I don't see it, man. I just don't. I think I think Brock is cool and all, but I, I just I don't Yeah, right here with Ryan Stewart. Pitts is a beast, and he's just over there suffering in Atlanta. If we really need to draft a tight end that bad, just go trade for him. Like you can get him out of Atlanta. He'll have uh two two years left on his rookie deal. You can give he's him a year and try him he's out. He's only twenty two. He's he's young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I just don't see the point in, in wasting any more draft capital on tight end. If you got to keep spending capital on a position that's not offensive line, it sounds like to me you're just wasting picks at that point. That's just me. Cleveland's going to be Cleveland doing that quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after that's, quarterback. That, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like you got you to gotta realize if it's not offensive line, you can't just keep spending capital there because there's other positions that you need to key in on. And if you – keep doing it like look we've we've what we spent a we spent a, a third rounder on tight end a fourth rounder on tight end a fifth rounder on tight end who we taking a third round uh um, jelani woods uh, third round pick yeah jelani woods fourth round pick Granson's a third round oh Granson's third round Granson, we took 122nd wow. overall yeah so wow. so it's like so it's like why would we keep racing cat like, oh let's just move it down to a second round pick on a tight end let's go to a first round pick on I would love Love to see Ballard spend. If we can't get Harrison Jr., I would love to see Ballard spend a first-round pick on a corner. I think that would be awesome because they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the highest, I think, the highest drafted corner the Colts have ever had is Rock. Rock, you seen? Yeah, Jordan. I can understand dominating week in and week out, but we also saw Jalen Rager do that, and then he got drafted by Minnesota in the first round over Justin Jefferson and did Who? nothing. Jalen Rager. Oh, from TCU? Yeah, like 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 it's just it's just not I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe that's just me, but I'm not I'm not wasting a first round pick on I look at it like if he's the most talented player on the board, regardless of position, you take him. Just because like I gotta agree with Zach here, DeMarco. I'm like, sorry. It's talent, homie. He's better than anybody on the roster. That being said, if the Colts have the luxury of not taking that, you know, caked up tight end, we then, got five then, tight ends on our roster, and we're gonna then, draft another one. Then, then they go elsewhere. They can he play? Can go, he play guard too? Can he play right might, guard too? Might they could they could go <laughs> like, elsewhere? They can go elsewhere with that pick. What I'm saying, like, 
if you take a tight end in the first round, to me that screams luxury. I mean, it's you, not like you, what if we if what we the Bills a fir- if we spend a first round pick on a tight end, I'm gonna feel just like I did when Grigson drafted Philip Dorsett. I'll be ready. Okay, for but that's not comparable, Done. bro. Come on now. Done. That's just not it comparable. is comparable. It's a How waste. Was that comparable when Philip Dorsett was not even a top five receiver in the draft. Because it's a waste. Bro, it's a waste. You're comparing, you're, compa- you're comparing two different players, man. Yeah I, yeah, I am comparing two different players, but what I'm comparing is the waste. If we didn't have tight ends on the roster, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm with it. He's, he was one of the best players in college football. But we got five tight ends right now. Okay, here's what I'll so we waste, you, so we waste, So we waste our top 10 pick on a tight end. Here's what I'll agree with you upon, okay? They scheme that whole offense up behind Brock Bowers. We don't run an offense schemed for a tight end. That's a crowded yeah. house. That's a crowded yes. house. That's a crowded house. So <laughs> that, that's a crowded house. I will agree with you there. But Mo Ali Cox is not going to be with us next season. Jelani Woods might not be healthy. He might be gone. So now we're okay. Oh, now Mallory doesn't pan out. Okay. Now it's Ogletree and Cranston. And Mo Ali Cox, because that dude don't get cut. He's so. going to be okay. gone next season, bro. Okay, so I'm it- saying. So put it like this. So put it like this. So so think about in the the twenty uh, the twenty twenty draft when the Atlanta Falcons selected Kyle Pitts instead of Jamar Chase. How do you think they felt? Well, at the time they had a a need for it because they had a franchise quarterback and Matt Ryan. Nope. nope. Wanted you, who you, wanted you, to hide it. I I, I don't That's think the you have any, just just like running back. I don't feel you have a need for a first round tight end. Mm. Rare situation. You you wouldn't take quorum. Who in the Is first round? No. Yeah. If you would have known, if you would have known, JT pans out the way he did for us, you wouldn't have took him in the first round. No, Blake Quorum's on a first round running back. No. No. Blake Quorum is a first. Round. Wait. Okay. What, what's too early? It's too early for me to say yes or no to that. Actually, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah, gonna say I'm just there. not. I just. I just don't see. I just like. I don't think you do enough for me as a tight end, unless you're about to come into the league. And be Travis Kelsey from day one. I don't give a damn what you do. I'm not spending a first round pick. Look what the look what the Niners got with George Kittle in the fifth round. Why spend a first round pick on a tight end? Look at T.J. Hawkinson. Look at Sam Laporta. Hawkinson's a first round pick, and not with his team anymore. Right. So why spend the first round pick when you can find somebody? There's almost no tight end in the league that's a first round pick that somebody's like that was the guy. There's almost none. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, like, yeah, you can do. I mean, obviously, they're a little bit more valued than running backs right now. But I just, I'm not spending a top 10 pick on a tight end and thinking I'm going to feel good about it. Especially like we've all sat here and discussed all the holes on this roster. I would, I would be absolutely pissed. <laughs> the only reason why, the only reason why I got brought up, I don't know who brought it up. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan did. <laughs> I just look at it like um, I think the draft this year is going to be add weapons for AR. Yeah. So regardless yeah. of position, if he's there, there could be a possibility. Do so, I do I a hundred percent agree with the logic? No. But knowing what Ballard does and who Ballard is as a GM, as he always says, BPA overall. So there, if the Colts are trash. Is certainly a possibility that they could draft a tight end in the first round 
just because he's the best player available in the draft. Do I think we need to? No. No. My personal opinion, no. But there, it could be that way. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. And I don't care. I, I do agree, Jordan. Available. I think besides Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers is the best offensive pass catcher in the country, hands down. Yeah, and the Colts may need a cornerback. They may disagree. need absolutely. They, they, they may absolutely need the number two receiver over the number one tight end or the number three receiver over the number one tight end. I like I just don't. I I just. I just don't see the point. Like, I, I don't think the guy is going to be catching 70 passes a year and going for 1,000 yards and 10-plus touchdowns so you don't spend a first-round pick on Right. I just I, – I agree regardless with that. Of, regardless of what he did in college, like, this is not – I, I agree with that logic. I don't <laughs> disagree with you, but I'm just looking at it from that point of view of what if. And it simply could be like <laughs> – it's gonna be either you draft the you draft a offensive lineman because someone didn't pan out, or you draft. A I corner. wouldn't even draft an offensive lineman, depending on like if there was like another big Q. I mean, I don't even right. know if we'd spend a top ten pick on an offensive lineman. I the just only, the only positions I'm spending a top ten pick on, in my opinion, in my opinion, are receiver and corner and defensive end and left tackle. Those are it. Those and are quarterback. It. That's well, it. Like, we already have a quarterback. We have a no, no, I'm I'm just saying, like overall wise, what you should right. be spending a top right. 10 pick on. Those I are just it. think anytime you spend else. a everything else is just like you can get value somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean shoot. I mean, look look at look at uh Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. You got one being a top seven pick and one being the second round pick. Like we gotta you gotta look for Justin value. Jefferson was the second round pick. Yeah, yeah. Top of the second round. He was a late first. No, he was a second round pick. I'm like, bro, we got to up for him. Wow. Yeah, we got to look other places for value. I don't know. It just it just irks me to think that we would have the idea to to draft a tight end because unless 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 the secondary like how we discussed how like we talked about unless this secondary was just way better than we expected, right? Right. And then our receivers played way better than expected, and we're gonna pay MPJ because it worked. Everything worked out very well, and then offensive line panned out the way it should. And defense, no, not even offensive line. Defense. If we're line a playoff team, if we become a playoff team and everything works out well, and Bowers is the best player available at twenty three, then you burn that pick and take that guy at twenty three we'll or whatever. We'll see. That's my thing. Whatever it is. If we're behind that, uh, like. 13, 14, 15 line, then I'm all for it. Then you can right. go get you a first round tight end. But right. top 10, no, top 10, I just don't see the value. Even if even if Bowers turns into a really great tight end, I don't think he's gonna be better than Dallas Clark in our system. Well, two not in our systems, system, but right. That's what right. I'm saying. Right. So so it's just I like I, I just I, I don't know. I just don't see the value there. I don't. Right. Yeah, sorry, I had to keep going on about that one. I just, uh, it just, it just would have irked me to see other needs and then us draft that position. It just made me feel that same way I felt when we took Philip Dorsett, and I was just like, why? Like, why? We had so many other needs. Why make that pick? Like, I didn't care if the guy was fast. I don't care because he's good. fast. Yeah, like, like, yeah, bro. Just, just like, come on, bro. You gotta when your team has holes, you gotta fill needs. 
Got a mass yeah. needs. But uh, I think we got to pretty much everything there. We covered uh, receivers, running backs, offensive line. Obviously, we know quarterback, uh, D-line, safeties, cornerback. Oh, we didn't cover, I guess it would be, in my opinion, the most solid part of the team, linebackers. Where are we feeling about linebackers? How do we feel like – actually, I mean, I think we all feel pretty good about linebackers. How do we see this scheme really playing out? out? Because – we got Shaq, we got Zaire, we got EJ, but we're obviously, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to play a ton of schemes where all three are on the field. So no. Where are you guys at with this linebacking room, and how do you think this rotation of guys will play out? Let's just see it play out. That's how I'm going to leave it. We're Shaq back. So I don't, I don't have too much of an opinion just because I ain't seen that put together in a while, you know? too early for me to um, say what I think it's going to look like. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Colts not run a base defense and just stay in like oh God. the 4-2-5 <laughs> and just run the 4-2-5 all the time and then speed over everything. So like, you know, quickness, yep, coverage ability over everything. But yeah, in base defense, I think the Colts have Top 15 linebacking crew. For sure. I mean, EJ is an athletic freak, and he's our third backer. And you let a stud like uh, Bobby O walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like Shaq is going to be on a pitch count for maybe like yep. the first quarter of the season. So I think we might see a decent amount of EJ. I love our linebacking room, though. I don't think we've had a problem there at all in the last few years. Outside of a – Outside of a little bit of coverage issues, but, I mean, those can be expected at linebacker, personally, in my opinion. Um, but I think uh, it's one of our strongest rooms on this team and as far as this defense goes. Um, but I think overall we'll see a good uh, mix of all three. Outside of Zaire, I think Zaire might play 100% of the snaps as long as he's healthy. Um, and, yeah, so uh, that'll cover our roster breakdown. That is pretty much everything uh, we'll have for you guys tonight. Um, next week, we got the big week coming up. Uh, I'm going to discuss with these guys and Matt. We'll see if we can try and um, get some uh, – some some some. Uh, hey, Matt's got a buddy who's a Jaguars fan who I think is pretty connected. So, like, I would reach out because he was a guest on our show one time before. Many years yeah, ago. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I also know this other guy that does the uh, AFC South fan battle. So, we'll, we'll see what's up with uh, – with any of those, um, just trying to get somebody, hopefully, you know, a, a cool special guest, um, and somebody that's not too uh homerish and and, and obnoxious, gotta be honest, like that. But uh, when we put a Titans fan on here, I won't be on the show, me either. I have no, I have nothing positive to say about them, like <laughs> oh to their face, like to their face, like oh, I will we gotta, that show out. We gotta keep it from a trash talk, we gotta just. just you know, just give the give the fans a little bit of something. Um, but yeah, that'd be something that I think would be cool. It could bring a different perspective to the show. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this one, folks. Uh, we appreciate everybody who came in tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, a couple more days here, and we'll get the season going. That'll do it. Go Colts. Bye. Go Colts. <laughs>